0: Are we on? I believe we're on. Okay. No special fanfare tonight, no jingles, no anything. It's just Bob, <laughs> Spike, and Joe. And uh this is one of our get togethers, uh, reunion uh what do you call it? Farewell tour. Yeah.
1: Oh no,
0: <laughs> no God, no, no, no. Are you kidding? No. That worked for the Who? They played for another thirty years. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I've seen those like six still. farewell tours, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kiz has got the final, final, absolute, we promise, final Yeah, tour, right? the, the, This time, we mean it tour, yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: it's good to see the two of you guys. Um, all right, I'm Bob. I'm in Las Vegas now, where Lisa and I live. Uh, Spike is currently uh, at, I believe you're home. I'm home. Okay. Shoreline, and, Washington. Yeah. Spike uh, is working with Jack Stein, um, doing middays at uh, Cairo 97.3, and I've li- been listening to guys. I've been sort of caught up in it a little bit and uh, enjoying it. And Thank Joe you. is teaching at, uh, at one of the finest high schools in the land, and he teaches the best high school broadcast program in the country and really the universe, but they don't rate them universally at this point because the Martian program just doesn't live up to the hype. (laughs) So uh, it's just wonderful to see you three guys. Um, We'll start with uh, just my little observation from last night. I have some people at the house. Um, it's It's a support group. Uh, for me, of people who have a very similar, uh, well, exact same illness that I have. And so we actually did something, and you know me and Lisa, we're we're not party animals. We actually had 11 people here for like five days. Wow. And, and, and right, like you and Melissa would have people over your house, and Joe, you and Kelly would have, you know, friends over and used to make people soup in the hot tub, but we... We, um, you know, generally keep to ourselves. And this was, um, a little frightening at first, but became, I don't know. I think I actually, at my age learned that, oh, it's actually fun to just hang around with people and shoot the shit. Were these people that, the
2: the main thing you had in common was your support group and your mutual cancer.
0: Yes. I'm not, I'm not shy about saying it. We're all survivors.
2: Oh, I think it's wonderful, but I think I mean, are you, are you vetting these people a little bit before you let them just be at your house for? No,
0: a day? and I was a little nervous.
2: Uh, yeah, I've, I've got cancer. I love you, Bob. I love when you when you were the billboard, <laughs> yeah. and remember when you guys were naked. I saw you
3: naked, Bob. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean, I don't think any. I'm sure they're honest people, but you've got less to lose as far as if you're, you know, if you're. I mean, you're not living. I mean, I'm hopefully you're living for years, but you know, to have people you don't really know in your house I, I, I just would worry maybe something would walk out or so well, it's funny
0: because we're that way we're very usually you know Lisa least I are quiet and private and um this group met on a zoom uh chat group about i don't know maybe a, a, over a year ago and um every every twice a week we meet with new patients of esophageal cancer and if you know anyone that gets this diagnosis just email me and you'll you'll be hooked up okay and, and we meet and we discuss it we discuss um, what it's like that whirlwind and it can happen to anybody who gets cancer by the way you, you instantly you're told you know that milk that has an expiration date you might too, might <laughs> it's too. you oh my god and <laughs> and it freaks you out uh it changes oh in some ways it changes life for the better would you believe that?
1: Yeah I can imagine, I can see how you would relish everything when you know it's you know
0: it's like when they come out for
1: the when they come out for the encores you know yes. at a concert that you love you start
0: let's enjoy every second of this everything tastes good by by the way Joe I know you will have that gift everything tastes good your whole life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything is is to be savored and enjoyed and um anyway so this group we've sort of gotten close uh we visited in New York once 6 months ago and I said What do you guys think of coming out to Vegas? So, anyway, that's the preamble to what I wanted to discuss that sort of bugs me a little bit. We all went to a show, and I wonder what the reason is that this show exists. We went to a Cirque du Soleil show, Mm -hmm. not the Beatles. Not, right. oh, not, what's the other one? The Mysterique or whether they have- this. Yeah,
1: they, they've got one every every two years that they reinvent themselves.
0: And over the years, we've seen, uh, Cirque du Soleil shows are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, did we see one at Merrymore Park? They travel around sometimes in a tent, right? Yeah, they, they, they come in
1: here, I don't know if it's annually, but every other year or so when they do, they set up a tent for like a four-week run, mm-hmm. bring in their new show. They've done Equine with the, uh, the horse show that they oh, did one that. year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this show, I was excited, uh, and the whole group was going, and we all had fantastic seats, but I thought, Michael Jackson? Oh, it's
2: the, yeah, and that's their newest one, I think, and probably a pretty hot ticket,
0: The, the their tribute to Michael. Michael, uh, Michael one, Michael Jackson one, it's called. And, uh, and I'm going, and I'm like, well, you know, I like all kind of music. I like any kind of hit music. I just, usually I even get a little uncomfortable when Gary Glitter comes on at a Major League Baseball game, though, so.
2: There are Uh, issues. If if Michael Jackson, I mean, everybody wants to rail on Kanye West and everything, and they do. Michael Jackson seemed to get a little bit of a pass for his extravagant behavior and probably even criminal behavior. Because his music was so darn good, and he looked so good, so,
0: so good, so good.
2: And he looked so innocent i hate to use that word but he he just looked like the kind of guy that you know Look who's here hello lisa
0: oh lisa's got her pen pal friends, by the way um margaret and, jo- margaret and joseph two great saints names uh from scotland and they're here and really I guess, I guess she wants to show them what the podcast room is Hi, you, you guys, guys want doing? a bed and breakfast now. What are you guys doing? We, are, we have what? had that's we've had eleven people here for a week. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. fine. All right, fine. Uh, Margaret, would you come up uh, and just say something for us? Uh, this is say anything anything with a I, Scottish I, I, accent. Why would you speak what? Scottish.
2: Oh hi, the news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear, Scottish is just an excuse for drinking and talking at the same time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so those guys are they going to watch for a while? Okay, you can watch, but you can't hear everybody. So we go to the show and I have to tell you, first off, it's Las Vegas. It was great. And when I say great, a feast for the senses, surround sound. I don't know how many channels of surround sound they have, but I felt like there was I felt like there was speakers surrounding my head and they had thoroughly stripped down and remixed and redone the Michael Jackson music with those big powerful sample bass beats and huge orchestra hits that make some music for those of us that still have some hearing left sound so incredible uh these days so and then of course what cirque du soleil is, is, a, is a, it's a circus so all these performers are on trapezes and uh, jumping and uh, you know they always have the the extremely fit lady in very tight garments who climbs yeah. up a rope 100 feet above the stage. And you and you sit there and you look at it and you go, there is no net, that is a hard floor, and so and all of that was great, but I'm but I'm wondering like, Michael Jackson is still getting paid, not him personally, but his estate, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering like, how are they going to deal with the. the neverland is the,
1: the final final act of giant bed and people just keep bouncing <laughs> on it the little people bounce off bounce on bounce off bounce yeah. on bounce right yeah.
0: so as it turns out no um as it turns out they make references to the controversy surrounding michael so they have all of these dancers and by the way This show, you guys, see, time spent listening, minute and a half. That was great. (laughs) Close the door. (laughs) The tour was coming through. Um, Yeah, so as it turns out, the show wasn't much about Michael Jackson. There were all these symbolisms. There was the hat. There was even, I don't want to give too much away because this show, unlike the Katy Perry show, is not all over the internet. Like at Katy Perry, it's, please whip out your phones and post as much of this on Instagram and YouTube as possible. Oh, not Cirque du Soleil. Welcome to Cirque du Soleil. You will now shut off your phone. Completely, really off. Not in silent mode. Shut it off. If we see one phone, you're done for the evening. Wow. Well, I know. And by the way, my wife is an outlaw. She, she, always...
2: she, she
0: wants a little answer <laughs> she was there and she even she you know. so anyway so the show it's really just a dancing singing circus song with the most incredible renditions of Michael Jackson's music and the only nods to the controversy were just messages of love and forgiveness and understanding and these wacky paparazzi dancers that they had that that looked evil like the paparazzi it was sort of like the people who hunted down lady die paparazzi yeah. and uh and then it, and it really and then they showed pictures of him all of the pictures of him were as a child as a really? child singer yeah i don't they did not show any of the you know doctors coming here to give me my dilated. no they didn't show yeah. any of that and, um, no
1: skeleton nose, white Michael shots. <laughs> no, That's none the of the thing.
0: If you start showing pictures
2: of Michael Jackson through his life, it becomes real obvious that this guy has done a lot of stuff. You know?
0: Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, so I, I still don't know how. I, I mean, someone else chose it, and what a show! I mean, would I go see it again? Yep. Would I enjoy it? Yep. Uh, but it's just, uh, oh. Do you know how much money is behind these shows?
2: Oh, I'm it's, sure it's millions. It's beyond millions. millions. It's heading to billions. Yeah. At this point. Really?
0: We went to Katy Perry, and I believe it said uh, it was $168 million she got for the first stretch of the residency. And she was oh. on her second. You know, she was been renewed to do it again. Wow. Yeah. So, love it. I mean... I'm totally hook line and singer. Sinker. Joe, you used to love Vegas. I love it now. Every single show is the best production, the best sound. And um, you know what? The Michael was the only one
4: <laughs> I was so unsure about. You're but a it was
2: guilty.
0: It was a little <laughs> guilty. I know why don't I don't feel guilty. Uh but it felt great. And it was good. And they, yes, they tastefully didn't. Now there's also a Michael Jackson impersonator, a tribute band. Mm-hmm oh they did have one. they might come and arrest me but they did have one whole whole dance segment that was all about crotch grabbing but can't have michael without it as, as and as long as it's your own crotch <laughs> <laughs> yeah one is
1: it one versus the number of crotches grabbed. one crotch yeah one one show all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's,
0: uh, that's just a, a vague, I, I'm not getting anything from the chamber of commerce and I'm paying full price for tickets, but it was, but it was fun. I, I do know that uh, Joe, you said you have made a trip to the desert recently and you might be envying the desert life a little bit.
2: I went and saw my mom in Tucson. We had spring break last week. I only got to go for Easter in a couple extra days, but you know, i I could see how that desert living can appeal to you. I could see, I mean, it's of course in April now. If I go back yeah. a couple months, I might change my mind, but everything is cheap. I mean, even I went to the In and Out Burger, and their biggest burger served animal style there is five bucks. And this is a chain, you know, it might vary, but in cool. Tucson, a huge double burger with grilled onions and everything, five bucks. Even my mom. May I inquire?
0: Served animal style,
2: yes. That's uh it's not on the menu, but if you go to an in and out and you tell them you want an animal style, they give you grilled onions on there, lots of extra pickles, and lots of extra special sauce, and and a, a, and I think uh extra slab of cheese, and it's the same price, and so you just gotta know <laughs> got, there's there's secrets how, to this in and out, and we don't have them up here where I yeah. live. But, oh, we have uh, got them here in
0: Vegas. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah burger, and You yeah. can say you want to. I always uh, thought I it, thought it referred to how quickly it went through your colon, but you're talking about <laughs> in and out that's getting what, the burger the, quickly. Yeah.
1: The extra that's, cheese slows that down. So yeah. No, the, yeah, the yeah. Snoring
2: Dog place where for, for three dollars, that's the one that goes in and out quickly. Okay. I went and got one of them <laughs> Snoring Mexican oh, yeah. hot dogs wrapped in bacon with peppers, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. that was an that was an experience. <sighs>
0: Well, everybody everybody who gets to be my age moves to the desert. And now I'm totally uh, enjoying the fact that it's like every day I look out. It's like blue sky. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and in the summer, it'll be 115 degrees and I'll be visiting you in Seattle. But that's way
2: my works. mom lives on the edge of the desert. And we went to a community about 20 miles south of her called Green Valley. And yep. it's a uh, 20,000 people. It's uh, about 40 miles from the Mexican border. So you can go get your you're in essential drugs and dentistry for cheap, uh, <laughs>
0: out there. and,
2: um, and I, wish, I
0: wish he was kidding. I wish he was kidding. Uh, yeah. No. Um, and by the way, uh, Joe's from the South. So the definition of essential uh, dentistry, the bar is very low on a, yeah, stuff yeah. you can do yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. Gotta chew, you can't do <laughs> the through. door handle and a big rope. You got to chew it's those
2: essential. $5 burgers, you know, you got to keep teeth mm. uh-huh. going, but, uh, it was just a wonderful little community. I've been re- researching a lot. Twenty thousand people, lower than average crime. Uh, golf cart is perfectly acceptable on the streets. You can drive around in a golf cart, and um, uh, the average house. I mean, you can get a really nice house for about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. For three hundred and fifty, you can get a nice house with a view of the mountains and a swimming pool in your backyard. For three hundred and fifty grand now. Nope. And this uh, no, is
0: outside of Tucson.
2: Yeah, it's outside of Tucson right. between Tucson and uh and uh, what's it I want to say Gonzales. that's not right. The uh Nogales, 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 oh, oh, yeah. Nogales. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Now there are a lot of banditos and there's a little bit of crime, right? No? No, no that's the well,
2: interesting thing. It's it's almost like it's almost like Bellevue was in nineteen ninety. I mean, in a sense that at least statistically it's very white for being right next to Mexico, and I'm not. I'm all about diversity. By the way,
0: you are their new mayor with that phrase. With that, <laughs> <guess>.
2: well, <laughs> well, it's, I mean the 2020 census. It's 90 plus percent yeah. white people. It's old white people driving around on golf carts.
1: Well, according to Trump's 2020 consensus, uh, the census, the entire nation is 90% white. They didn't count any dark
2: people in that census. <laughs> that may be. Sure. And especially down there. And I, I got yeah. a feeling I, if I stuck around, there'd be a few Trump flags, but I've thought about this because it's green Valley. I was born in water Valley, Mississippi. And if I wanted to move, I think it would just be a cool, not that I'm rushing to die, but born in water <laughs> Valley, died in yeah, green, green Valley. Valley. You know? And, uh, that's and, nice. Uh, That's I, it's just something I never thought I would want to leave the Northwest or or move to the desert, but I got to say this was a really good trip. My mom is eighty; she's thriving down there. She's got her posse. She's got a bunch of you know like-minded people that live in her little community. When you say posse, do you mean? I mean, a bunch of other women that outlived their husbands and about uh, her same
0: age. Yes. Yeah. And they, they're they all changed, about her and age. changed one letter and they made it posse at that. Yeah.
2: Stage. I mean, the yeah. kind of thing is, well, yeah, it's a, she, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be sleeping in the morning and I'd hear voices and it's like, who the heck's here every morning. Somebody's coming over for coffee and they're, mm-hmm. you well, know, they're just very social uh, people and, my mom says it's great because she's not going to die and be left like rotting for a week. I mean, they're they're checking on each other all the time, and it's a little
0: gated community. Again, as the mayor of Green Valley, Joe says, <laughs> yeah, "You're, you're not going to die job. and be left rotting for a week. Not well, here. No, nobody, number of citizens what? eaten by their
2: cat, zero. Yeah, day, she's day and a half maximum. <laughs> she's in, I think, Copper Canyon or something like that. Sure, it's another sure. little community, but it's yeah. it's." I just I really liked it i i I've always thought Arizona to be kind of the Alabama of the West, but I really came back with a, a much better uh, feeling for it um, there goes your mayorship and, and if I didn't have a, a dream job and I didn't have you know my daughter living in Bellingham and stuff, heck, I'd just about pack up yeah. right now I you're
0: set you're great. set for now. I mean this is it's a good thing to have in your back pocket though
2: yeah yeah i think nice. if i ever you know wanted to cash out or i'd love to be able to do both do the snowbird thing right. but you know it's uh two two houses a lot to worry about so
0: great to hear uh, joe and uh you know one of these days come back to vegas
2: i can't wait yeah. and I've, I've actually i was looking it is dirt cheap if anybody wants to go to vegas um and maybe bobby seems to be pretty easy on who he'll take these I'll days i'll take an <laughs> anybody. yeah Lodging, yeah but I was looking, I could get, for right after school is out, I could come down for four days, round-trip airfare, staying at the Flamingo on the Strip for under $200 a person if I booked two. That's round-trip air and three-nights hotel.
0: On what or, airline? Um, um
2: Oh, it would be a one flamingo. It's an
0: actual flamingo. It, no,
2: it would be. Yeah. The, <laughs> it would be uh, either Frontier or Spirit, which are, are both uh, aptly yeah. named uh, because uh, you're you back
0: don't... tier and break your Spirit airline. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, My, yeah.
2: If you're if you're like me, I don't need a lot. I mean, I need. I can take a computer bag and I can roll up a few pair of shorts and a few shirts stuff them in there put them under me with at least teeth.
0: one spare underwear
2: oh yeah and underwear yeah, okay. and uh, and some sandals and, and then you don't have and to then do you wash we're- them
0: in the sink at the hotel i've done Oh no awful. i just
2: bring enough to get me by for three or four days oh, okay, I mean, okay underwear doesn't take but you
0: do carry on I, so uh, so i did do spirit at least and i you know we're retired on a fixed income now these are not the gravy days anymore right and so i've done now spirit southwest and frontier uh and you know what it's basically what you think of as all the people who are tortured for years in African prisons and elsewhere, and then it's not so bad.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you, It's like it's Mandela
0: right, Air. At least they I, let me leave the plane. Exactly. Here,
2: it's like riding a bus. I mean, the seats are plastic. It's like a bus without people smoking fentanyl in the back. I mean, it's really what it is. I mean, lately in Seattle, I haven't been on a bus, but I don't want to be on one. That's where everybody's using their drugs now, but, uh, Hmm. but those airlines, as long as you know that you can't even take a carry on above, or they're going to charge you 40 bucks, as long as you know that you can get, get it, you know, something under your seat and they'll even make you fit it in a little box and they'll charge you on the spot or they won't let you on the plane. But if you can pack light, it's a pretty good deal.
0: All right. Downtown Joe. Thank you. Oh, you had two teases today. You sent us a couple things uh, in tease form and I, over the years, have loved your teases, and the show benefited so much from Joe would say, you know, coming up, this might kill you or make you live forever, And, you know, and whatever it was before you
1: put it in your mouth, <laughs> yeah, before you put it in your mouth, you want to stay
0: tuned. Uh, so uh, go ahead with the two teases, Joe. Let's see if we can guess them.
2: Well, I was saying I have, I found out I have something in common with a ton of of big Hollywood movie stars right now, and. Uh, it is something uh, I don't put it in my mouth, but it is something I'm I'm putting into me
0: that you have in common with Hollywood movie stars.
2: Did you get Botox or something?
0: Nope,
1: nope. That's not, a good uh, guess, uh,
0: by the way. Botox is a good guess.
2: I don't but, need any plumping. Is it Botox? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm as plump as I need to be. I think that's what that uh, does. Yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, I would, uh, oh, hold on, oh, yeah. stars get this. Do they get it injected?
2: Uh, yeah, they do. And apparently it's uh, like they're clamoring for it. They're paying thousands of dollars. To
0: okay. Get- it's not oxygen because that's not injected. What else mm-hmm. do stars inject, Spike?
1: God, um, well, I, I was thinking Botox at that point. That's where that
2: thing shoot up here.
1: What else
0: would Joe be getting injected? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Insulin?
2: No, thank goodness. But you're on the right path. <laughs> it's
0: <a drug> called... <laughs> it is. I mean, it's 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 so it's not a somebody... beauty treatment. In other words, it's not. Well, it is. It, it oh. is oh. Be... Well, in theory. Uh, yeah, okay. somebody, Mark, oh. has
2: it here. Mark,
0: Well gain it. for your head.
2: Ozempic.
1: Ozempic.
0: Oh, 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 oh.
1: Really?
4: Ozempic.
1: Yeah. Now yeah, this, this is this is supposed to be a diabetic drug, right?
0: Well, yeah. but, the, but 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 they Hollywood figured out you could lose weight with it. Hold on. Now you know who did the Ozempic commercials. A comedian friend of yours. Who Andrew Andrew Rivers? No, no. (laughs) The guy Andrew opened up for. Michael. Oh, oh, um Billy Gardell. Your friend. Yeah. He did the Ozempic commercials, and though and here's the deal with Ozempic. They came out with it for diabetes, and they noticed that all of the people who they were giving it to for diabetes lost like 15% of their body weight. I mean they lost like yeah. they it, it made them not hungry. And so Hollywood discovered this and they call it off-label prescriptions, right, Joe? And mm-hmm. and if you need to lose weight, you can get an Ozempic prescription except that it's uh, everyone's clamoring for it.
2: Yeah, they're clamoring for it and your insurance won't cover it unless you are a diabetic, which sadly I am, and uh my doctor suggested I try it. He said I'd be an excellent candidate and three months worth for me costs 70 bucks. If you, the Hollywood people are paying like a thousand bucks a shot for this stuff, they're paying yeah. a thousand bucks for a month's worth. You
1: should stand next to the guy selling oranges on the freeway in L.A. and just sell those yeah,
2: I've thought, uh, you, know, you stand outside of Weight Watchers meetings or something. It's like, if you want an easier <laughs> way, here, I got
1: something
2: for you. <laughs> but I'm not convinced because I've been on it for a little over a month now. And I, I have a high tolerance to drugs and to anything mm. because it's supposed to make you not want to eat. And it's supposed to, you know, make you lose weight. But. I think eating's been such a big part of my experience for so long that even even this drug, although I am eating a little bit less, and I, I am noticing
0: but you that you haven't lost ten percent or fifteen percent, not yet, like, but yeah. I have
2: not gained, that's for sure, and have I not have gained. Slowly, it. And how long
0: have you been trying to fight it? Like
2: not that hard. That's okay. why I I was when they, once they gave me that, it was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, well, let's carry on with. You know, watching baseball. Just carry on
0: with what we've been doing.
2: <laughs> yes, and and that's why I have to uh, uh have to also put the exercise part in and and, and eating properly. But right. I am excited because I can tell now
0: Mark that, Rosenthal points out, and I have read this uh editorialized that it's keeping diabetics who actually need it from getting it, these Hollywood stars who are essentially buying up right. the supply right but yeah, yeah but
1: they're losing weight too because they actually lose a foot and that weighs about seven pounds <laughs> so the diabetics are losing weight too so well pretty- and that's
2: it and i'm getting it legitimate. <laughs> i'm not scamming anybody because so you're not gonna admit it my not it's not a bit of funny here but my feet tingle a little now and then and okay they yeah. gave me the old test i mean it's like i gotta i gotta nip this thing in the bud a little bit and uh
0: at I'm our getting, age, the bud has long left the barn.
2: <laughs> yeah. well,
0: I know. It's
1: like,
2: I mean, but I nip I, it out by the root, Joe. That's
1: yeah. what you got to do this
0: yeah. thing. Well, yeah, gotta it this way. I got to <laughs> nip it by the nose; would be more accurate. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you you guys know me better than anybody, and I think yeah. my my weight is pretty well documented. And I've turned it around a couple times in the past, and it's usually been when I've had good incentives, like if somebody was paying me to, uh, you know, if I was uh, working, we were doing commercials or something, and I'm more excited than I have been a long time about this just because it does. It's not like uh, I I would imagine a speed or something where it makes, I mean, I wish it made me a little less hungry, but it does make me, I don't sit down there. I only eat one Sonoran dog. I don't crave two. And usually I would eat, you know, we uh, had a thing yesterday and they broke out some pizza and it's like, okay, I had two, Little slices that actually so you, equated to one. You so know? you
0: notice it as an appetite suppressant.
2: Oh yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. definitely eating less. So All I right. think once it really kicks in, I'll be yeah. doing good.
0: All right. Well, I'm wishing you the best on that, and and you could try a little too. I mean, it's a crazy idea, but you could try.
2: Oh yeah, and I got yeah. I got to try more. And my my schedule and everybody's busy, so it's no yeah. excuse. But it's the hardest
0: thing about Americans eating is because we're so busy. The food that we can quickly satiate ourselves with is not vegetable whole foods. It's, you know, it's things that are easy to heat up, make or drive through and get. And, uh, you know, I think it's a time. A, a diet is a huge time issue. Yeah, yeah, right. it's time, right. it's
2: quality food and all that. So I got
0: to sing the theme song together. Oh, 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 Zambik.
2: oh Zambik.
0: <laughs> And I'll let you
2: know. I'll check in with you next time and we'll see. Right. Um, I, I don't need to give out numbers, but I've just been kind of stable this first month, but I think I'll start dropping some and, uh, and exercise a little too. So
0: your other teas.
2: Oh, I was, well, this one, I don't know if this is a tease or not, but my wife actually loves your podcast, Bob. I mean, she listens every week, whether I'm on it or not. And I told her that we were going to do this podcast tonight. And she said, well, I don't know if you, you know, take, uh, uh, if you want to take some input, but I've got some for you. Uh, uh, I don't want to use the word criticism, some guidance, some, some areas of growth. Uh, she said, there's something you're doing that, you know, Frankly, it, it's a little off-put when I hear. her so
0: she loves it, but she has one complaint.
2: Yes, it's well, it's uh, not about you. We're out you. of time. You
0: know, you've used it up no, all not, your it's time. It's not about yeah. you, but No, it's no, complaint it's about, not Joe. about you. She, oh. loves, she oh. loves everything oh. about it. It's not party. about me. <laughs> it's me. Say more. No, go ahead. She uh, by the way, you me. know I love your wife. She's uh, she's just the hot wife. Oh yeah, you've and always she's... had who's uh, got a heart of gold, yeah. and uh, probably keeps you in line somewhat
2: yeah well we we you know we keep each other in line i guess well i mean we give each other a lot (laughs) of, and she's not usually one to ever and this isn't criticism it's actually very constructive feedback
0: okay and who's this for this is for you
2: for me she said because i told her i was going to do the podcast She says oh great she says but can i can I don't take this the wrong way, but can I just tell you something uh, because I listen and she doesn't, she may be watching now. I don't know if she is or not, but she, she will listen to the replays when she's working and she listens to you and and zip and Ed, and you know, she listens to every episode, but she says, I've heard the last two times you've been on, you've done something that makes you sound not very nice. And, and, uh, and so she says, and she goes, I can go back and listen, not you, me, not okay. you, but me. She says that she goes, I know that, you know, she goes, your stories are great and and you're doing great stuff. And, and, and the, the work you're doing is great and everybody loves you. And she says, maybe you just hear it so often. Uh, but you should say, thank you. When people are complimenting you about your work and about uh, your accomplishments. And she said, Spike last time said some really nice things to me and that I just barreled on. Now I think it's because I had a story to tell and I didn't want to get sidetracked. But she said, (laughs) I just said, yeah. And, and just moved on. said, I should be more appreciative when people, praise me for anything and she said i did the same thing to ed kelly a a couple months ago when i was on that he was saying such great things about me and it was like yeah 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 and then i just moved on with my story Uh, i I
0: think i think i know what you may have because i've had it many times and i've been treated for it and that is show host fungus of the mind (laughs) And, and no, seriously, and, and you know, I'm only half kidding, is that when you are, uh, as you are now, you are the leader of a classroom. You are the host. You are the teacher. You're the one they all look to. And you you do your thing. And you're so focused on it and so concentrated on it. If someone goes, "Mm, Mr. Bryant, you are so good. You know, like the kids in the classroom, uh, the uh, Pink Floyd album, you know. uh, Oh, shut up! You can't ah. have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. You get kind ah. like—is it <laughs> my, my dog, grumpy teacher ah. uh, syndrome a little bit? I'm sure you don't do it with your kids, but <laughs> but you're barreling on, you're charging, and I I used to have that. People would go, ah. you know. Actually, that dog is saying it better than I could.
2: (laughs) 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 Say thank you, Joe. Come on. Well, thank you, Bob. And I think what you're saying, and this is what I teach my kids. And and when you're the host, you're primarily talking. You're leading a story. And it is impossible. Just like you can't sneeze and keep your eyes open. Your body just won't do it. You can try, Mm -hmm. but you can't. It's kind of impossible to talk Mm -hmm. and listen at the same time. I mean, your ears kind of shut down once your mouth starts moving.
0: That's so, exactly right. Yes. So if I would, I, I would be afford- juggling so many things in my head that your feelings, just that plate just dropped.
2: <laughs> and she says, "She says I know yeah. you're a nice person. I know you're humble. You yeah. sound a little like a jerk when you don't stop." <laughs> oh my Thank God, no! Joe,
0: me. first off, I'm going to give you a huge compliment right now because you were always the heart and soul of kindness. On our radio show that both Spike yep. and I had that, you know, um, that, that, that we think the, the world of ourselves fungus uh, in our <laughs> mouth. And, uh, and I always got that sense from you of really having the heart to care about other people. It's called empathy. And I think the world needs more of that now than it has ever needed. I don't. I just don't think there's a business model for empathy with the Internet. Empathy on the, the, the Internet, the artificial intelligence is this empathy thing is useless. Yeah. And the artificial intelligence, uh, you know, uh, chat GPTs are sitting there plotting our destruction. And they're like, yeah, fuck those humans with their empathy. They're just me. Hey, stuff. hey,
1: wait oh, I'm sorry.
0: I broke the rule. I'm sorry, Joe. Oh,
2: that's all right.
4: It wasn't me. It
1: wasn't
0: me. So, I I need an inoculation for that. Anyway, so, but well done. Well done. All right. Let's move on. What do you say, Joe? Wait a minute. What do you say? Thank, you're so thank you. awesome. Thank
2: <laughs> you. All uh, right, so never said thank okay. you. That well, and awesome. I know, and I know this from experience, and, and from just once you start reading your own press clippings and believing how great you are, is the minute yeah. you stop being great. So I never want that to happen. I want. And you
0: are kicking butt in your job. I mean, you oh. are just smoking it. You are one of the most respected people, uh, bringing students uh, into. I call it broadcasting, but it's really communications in this new world and all the new forms of it. Uh, you're one of the best in the country and ah. probably
2: yeah, Mars.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you. I <laughs> okay. appreciate that ah. very much. Kelly. Okay. I hope you're listening.
0: Thank <laughs> yes, you I please all yeah. right. Let's move to a segment with Spike and then we're going to have a couple of classic Bob Rivers show clips. Um Believe it or not, Steve Miller sat down with us one time and played. And what we uh, we're trying to find the high quality clip. Oh, uh, we have him in black and white. It really looks like it was shot in the fifties, like during the you know Elvis <laughs> years, early Ed Sullivan. Uh, but it was Steve Miller, and it was when we were briefly on the air in Portland, and he was doing a benefit for a friend of his, Curtis Salgado. I think he's a blues harp player, a guitar player who had. Uh, needed a, a liver, as so many music uh, veterans do, <laughs> time time and time again. Anyway, so uh, he actually played just him and his guitar for us. We're going to play you that. And a clip of Lewis Black from, I think, circa about 2005, who came in and sat down in our studio, and it's much better video quality. Uh, anyway, we have those two classic clips to play at the end. But first, let's go to Spike, and we were talking a little bit about, and this is the job you do, keeping people company every day on the radio, and doing it in modern times when we're competing with algorithms and um, and a news media that goes for clicks and keeps people divided. Uh, And and I believe, honestly, I believe that's a symptom of the ecosystem. of uh, social media, you could blame. Oh, look at That's that. Beautiful. That's, That's my so
1: magnolia good. tree out there, yeah. Uh, There's too see. much. The, the shadow wasn't good, though. So I have to do that for you. So That's good.
0: Any um, so anyway, you were talking about, it's a little frustrating that all the news is, uh, you know, it's kind of, none of it's let's have fun talking about it kind of stuff. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. We, we tried desperately to
1: find some, like, palate cleansers throughout the course of a three-hour show. So we don't go from, like Joe said, they're smoking fentanyl in city buses and nobody seems to care to, you know, oh, OK, another the
0: only possible way to deal with that is outrage about it. Right. Yeah. Seriously. You know, and, and, and by we, the way, we, I used to always take the devil's advocate and I'd be like, no, I'm for fentanyl. But that doesn't work.
1: <laughs> well, no, he, yeah. the, the side for them as well. If they're going to OD, we want them to do it in public, not in a dark alley where they'll die. OK. So if they're smoking, they're smoking fentanyl next to your kid, at least we'll be able to save their life never mind that your kid gets to watch fentanyl being smoked on a bus you know okay that's that's every day
0: these are seattle city buses
1: yeah or or the light rail
0: okay you know which i've been on i like i got my orca card i love it
1: and and you know we're we're the kind of city that didn't want uh didn't want toll booths we didn't want uh turnstiles for the public transit so they don't check anybody's metro card to see if they paid And, and you can't check to see if somebody paid because they only check the black people they don't check to see if the white people paid so okay. it's very these are it's inherently th- racist
0: can, can i say, <laughs> see what these, i go through every day yeah. <laughs> these are narratives though each well, yeah, all right here's the thought that's a that's an excellent that's an excellent point though. each individual person you could even say each individual dirt bag if you want is their own individual mm-hmm. dirt bag they shouldn't be lumped in with other dirt bags and the same really. with good people and then there's in between people and i happened to know one of those in between people her name is Lisa Rivers so the first time we got <laughs> on the orca light rail i'm like well I, i'm like playing the confused senior citizen in case they still have the security footage mm-hmm. and we're like where do you pay what do you do right, i don't know i'm right. just wandering around i got my bags from Sea tech i want to get to town yep. and the next yep. thing i knew i was in an area that said you have to have paid to be here and then i and i looked at and i went well i'm here <laughs> And and th- and, th- the and they want
1: people they want people to leave to take the light rail to the stadiums for games, right? Right. And then and then when you know 25, 30, 000 people leave the stadium to catch a light rail home, you're supposed to all queue up to pay your freight, or everybody get on the one train that's going to be there for the next forty five minutes. Yeah. So they all roll past and nobody pays. It's the most ridiculous oh, system you'll ever okay. see. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's but that's like that's this, the kind yeah. of crap we got to deal with on a daily basis. Well, all right, you know?
0: but let's let's solve
1: it. <laughs> that that see that's funny you say that because one thing jack and i are trying to do is not just complain about stuff yeah. which is so easy and that's but that's what that's what drives an audience is that sense of let's whose fault is it who can i blame we're yeah. all victims here it's their fault you know that's that's just doesn't solve anything
0: it, well it does it solves the need for um algorithms to have you stay there and keep clicking and keep being angry it solves that if it didn't solve anything it wouldn't actually exist and in other words there's a reason Mm -hmm. there's a reason all political advertising appeals to your lizard brain and none of it is actually warm and fuzzy it's all about what's wrong with the other side because appealing to your lizard brain is actually much easier to do in 30 seconds if you want to appeal to someone's kind heart you got to put in some real, you have to build trust. You have to build credibility. You have to, you can't just say, you know, the the, the, tra- the, the trans people are using your daughter's bathroom. I mean, that's like, uh, that's like, um, you know, you have to they're, take them. Yeah, they're coming, coming for your kids. They're coming for your kids. kids. They're teaching they're your kids yeah. to hate America. All of that stuff. Yeah, um, And by the way, I, I was taught to hate America. So were you, yeah, remember?
1: You, you, you were taught by CrossFit, Sills, Nash, and Young. So, I mean, Damn it, you stole my He <laughs> stole my joke. That, <laughs> that- was
0: my joke. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, no it, it it actually means it wasn't that good. No,
2: fuck <laughs> me. No, it means no. two comedic uh,
0: geniuses uh, think, great alike. Great. think yeah. alike. That's all I mean. Sure, Joe. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you're you. welcome.
2: And that was sincere. You were the funniest guy I, I know. But,
0: but say, all right, let's go with that. Because we were we were impassioned to want to do good and be good as, you know, um, what have now become known as baby boomers. I don't even know if I knew I was a baby boomer when I was yeah. 20 years old. Um, we wanted to make the world a better place. So that is the solution to everything that's the solution to the um the problem with the sound transit that's the the solution to the fentanyl people on the bus is if instead of starting with who to blame uh hey anybody want to make the world a better place people go no i was really i was really ready to light my torch (laughs) and shove my pitchfork in your face (laughs) And no, let's. How would we make the world a better place? Well, we would have to get rid of Nancy Pelosi. No, she's already gone. So now, how, now what do we do? And, um, and it's, you have to start, I guess, by saying we all agree that we'd like to figure out a way to fix it. And if you start with agreeing, then all the algorithms go, they fall asleep, and you're not clicking, and you're not, um, you know, like, the world looks for viral action it's almost like we live in a world and isn't it weird that we had the coronavirus where we want stuff to be out of control
1: the chaos is a yeah it's a rallying cry
0: mm-hmm. it
1: is yeah danger is a rallying cry we, and then we community up and that's how we survive.
0: so when it comes to the orca i have a lot of ideas they're all wacky okay but they're fun uh so here's one um we know some of you want to cheat not pay We'd sure wish you'd feel differently about that, but we're happy you're on mass transit. Joe, you At want to be your car's leader? home. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's some things you could do. I mean, if somebody hasn't paid, hand them a broom. It's like, okay, just like you used to have to wash dishes if you didn't pay for your dinner. Sweep hmm. the train, you know? That's
0: good. You know, um, But specifically the thing Spike mentioned, which a sports game gets out, and there's this horde, I think um, that should be a different night. And on that night, you have to have prepaid for your return. And, um, you know, I think, I mean, right now, you know, those wires they bury the electric fences for dogs yeah they're, for they're dogs <laughs> <laughs> i love where this is going you know where this is going and if here's your, your phone, bobblehead <laughs> yeah. First off, if you're trying to get on the train trying to get the train on your bobblehead your hand lights up <laughs> look we're in a transitional um we're in a transitional phase now with that whole swipe your orca card it's 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 goofy it's it's as dumb as a uh potty in the backyard but uh Of course, your phone is GPS attached. Your phone is you now, right? I mean, I, I don't need credit cards. I don't need Ticketmaster tickets. I don't need anything. My phone is considered as reliably attached to me as another part of my body, which I won't mention because I already said the F word by accident once on this show. So why not simply if your phone isn't paid, it freaks out, it shuts off your phone. Take away your phone. You wouldn't oh, even no, have you, to you, bury an electric not. wire. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. How about because, just go, you know, how about just build my phone? You can do it at the Amazon to go store at the games. Yeah, that's you, what I'm. You can these. walk walk up and grab chips and water and never do anything, and they build yeah. your they build your well, phone. Same thing see, with the
0: train. So if we start with how do we solve the problem, then we know there's actually a, probably a technological solution to it, and a technological solution is here. When's the last time someone's remember your daughter's iPhone was stolen? Remember you had a phone yeah, stolen? Yeah. Okay. That oh, yeah. was years ago. How 10, 15 years ago? Uh
1: we were at yeah, probably 10, 15 years ago, 12 uh, years ago. When,
0: yeah. When was the last time you, any of you, worried about your phone being stolen?
2: I've worried about losing it. I left it uh yeah. you know a couple spots, but I, I don't think about Somebody lifting it from me so much. Why
0: not? Why don't they steal it? It's a thousand dollar item, some places, sometimes.
2: And especially now, because I have my, I shouldn't probably say this in the public, but I mean, a lot of people do this. Is it's your Ozempic
0: tucked in the well, back of the phone? No, no, oh,
2: It's okay. in my fridge. <laughs> but, okay. And I do have an alarm now. Don't be going and getting in my Ozempic. I got a, a home alarm, but. uh okay. I have my credit cards and driver's license. would and it be funny
0: if like Nicholas Cage broke into his house to steal his Ozempic because he's a Hollywood celebrity and he couldn't. <laughs> they, <have> left,
2: <laughs> they left everything, but they took the Ozempic.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: uh, but I have so, now I have this thing, you know, where it's your phone, but it's also and you don't, your whole world
0: there. You don't even you know? need that other stuff, by the way, because it's all going on the phone. Now you can swipe yeah. your phone with, with the credit cards. But so why doesn't anybody steal a phone anymore? It's the answer is simple. It's useless to anybody but you it's your ID, it's your everything, and if someone steals it, that phone has a unique MAC address online that will identify that phone as a stolen phone. So no one can actually, in other words, we live in a technological world where some crime is gonna go away, and this was the subject of a Tom Cruise movie, I believe, simply because you can't get away with it anymore. Minority Report, yeah, pre-crime. So what we can see, is happening at the train, the light rail, is we already know the crime is going to happen. So where are we right now? Exactly as you said, we're in pre-crime mode. Yep. How do you get how do you get rid of it? Well, how about this? We want to make it so easy for you to use the light rail that your phone is now your ticket and you don't have to do a darn thing except get on and get off. Mm-hmm. Let's see is Seattle a technologically advanced city that could figure that out and tell you what we're going to do to promote the light rail to third less. If you use this new fangled technology, mm. Oh, there is a catch. I haven't thought of it yet, but if you guys think of one, I'll, I'll, I'll go with well, you. We're going to need to scan one.
1: your face and have facial recognition, which will oh, freak already, everybody out. That's already it's like I okay. Think. I old know. People, that's good. <laughs> old people
2: but, and poor people, you can't ride public transportation anymore. If you're so old that you don't have a phone and don't know how to make this work, no bus okay. for you. If you're so poor, you don't have a phone. No bus Here, for you. Here's
0: the catch. We made a deal with Apple. If you get on the train and your account doesn't clear – Your phone is dead until you pay the account. (laughs) Your phone just goes off. Is that the death penalty for most people these days? it is. The no phone, you bet it is. Guess what? Every single person who gets out of that game would have an account loaded with their phone. The GPS auto notifications would be turned on. And when the train sensed they were there. By the way, you know how I know this stuff? Uh, They're being a bit of a jerk and pushy asshole. um, I have a Tesla. I don't have a key. I don't turn it on. I don't turn it off. When I walk up to the car with my phone, the car knows I'm there. It opens. When I, and and by the way, this was so hard to get used to. When I'm finished shopping or whatever, or I pull into my driveway, or or even if I'm out in a Walmart parking lot, I get out of the car. I don't turn it off. I don't turn shut light i don't do anything i get out of the car and i walk away and when i get 20 feet away the car horn goes boop, boop, and the car is locked
1: so what and happens it's, when somebody steals your phone in walmart and you can't get home because your car won't work
0: they are going to have an easier time stealing a certain appendage that i <laughs> no one steals the phone because the phone is worthless I mean, if you look if you follow me and steal the phone and steal the Tesla. What do you? What have you just stolen? I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the answer in two words. Bob's Tesla. No, <laughs> a tracking device. I have yeah. just stolen a tracking device.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and that's why people don't steal phones. Like early on, and in in, you know, people would steal them, try to wipe them, and then the phones are useless. Mm. So, uh, I believe technology with this problem is, is simply that the technology sucks. So if we want to blame someone, blame the lazy tech people in Seattle who haven't fixed this problem yet. And that's not political. Then it's actually an opportunity for someone to make money. There you go.
2: I think it's a great solution, but I do think people will still... Steal phones or anything, and oh, I'm no, going to sure. swear some. some. I'm, I'm going to swear sure. once just because it's 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 crucial to to the Thank quote. You, yes. it's a direct quote from my mom, and she's got a few. <laughs> good ones. But, uh, yes, my mom <laughs> says people would steal the stink off shit if they could. Some of yeah. them, they will just. I yeah. mean, they you know they'll <laughs> take anything that's that's laying around. And, and right now, somebody could take your phone to go take your car. To ram mm-hmm. your car into the front of a weed store, to go in there and pillage yes. that store and be gone and leave your car and leave your phone sitting there and have done uh, a crime. That's happening a lot. these
0: yeah. days. Yeah. Look, are we going to eliminate crime amongst 7 billion, 8 billion people on a planet? No. Uh, but what we really want, the goal of civilization, I think, is to minimize it to have as little of it as possible to make it the oddball thing, not the thing that everybody can do easily. So in the end, uh, you know, crime prevention is about making crime very difficult and even more difficult to get away with. And your phone is, I mean, we've lost all semblance of privacy. So your phone is the ultimate tracking device. So if there's any theft happening and you make it impossible to do, uh, that way, you know, Hey,
2: um.
0: and, if they, and if they steal a bunch of stuff, hope they take your phone so you can track yeah, them down. You can find the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> everything's a tra- everything's a tracking device. But fascinating, um, Mike. What else is on your mind before we get to our classic pieces?
1: We don't have time. Uh, drag queens, you know, trans rights. It's every day is another circus. You know. Oh yeah. Every every day is another circus. You know, where it's it's you know one uh, percent. We talked today about um. People who are just like infotainment, right? People who speak in sound bites and don't care, like the word woke, right? Yes. You've heard the phrase go woke, go broke, right? Yes. And they said, you know, all these, stuff. Budweiser's going to lose their ass because they put a trans can, you know, transvestite or a transgender spokesmodel on, yada, yada, yada. You know, this was after United was going to go broke because they wanted half their pilots to be women or people of color. This was after, you know, uh, Keurig was going to go broke because Sean Hannity, didn't, you know, they, they boycotted Sean Hannity show. Every company that's been accused of going woke and going broke is doing better than ever. Record like Disney, right? Disney, yes, with yeah. the, uh, don't say gay man. Disney recorded $27 billion in profit last year. Like a, a 25% increase from the year before. So you mean, there's
0: a the difference between is- the narrative and what's actually happening?
1: Yes, but and here's yeah. the that I'm glad you skipped to the end of the story. Okay. Nobody cares what's really happening. Mm-hmm. All they care about is the narrative. They love saying "go woke, go broke" because everybody, everybody I see is boycott Budweiser. Yes, because the same hundred the clam same dips. reason they love to, hopping it, 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 on the
0: train without paying because it's easy to get away with it.
1: Well, be, they they look at their social media feed and everybody that thinks the same thing they do and watch the same videos they watch mm-hmm. are all getting the same algorithm. Everybody burning their phones. And shooting Bud Light cans with semi-automatic weapons okay. so, so that they think everybody agrees with them.
0: I'm not really prepared right now, but the next time we have this discussion, mm. I'm going to actually go to a costume shop and I'm going to cut a couple, couple of devil horns to put on me so you'll know I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, fair enough. But there always is a point even to the side you disagree with. Yeah, somebody's got to be wrong in every argument. Well, it's not even wrong. Woke can be taken too far. (laughs) Um, Oh, absolutely. If someone gets angry at me because I didn't know ahead of time, uh, you know how they wanted to be talked to, or pronoun, or whatever, then um, you know that's not fair to me either. And and and, no, it's of course not. And and I will say this: it's really interesting. In some ways, we're more risque than ever. For example, the F word that I try not to say because Joe's a high school teacher, uh, the number one comedy in all of the world, considering one of the most wholesome shows that's ever been made on Apple TV, Ted Lasso, that word is, that expletive is a huge part of it. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a politeness issue. And I'm using this specifically because it's based on your empathy for the people you're with. Mm -hmm. So my empathy for Joe means in his home, and this is sort of like our little, you know, clubhouse, um, then I would respect his tastes. And that's what's missing from the discussion is how do we solve the problem? How do we solve the problem? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe people should be nicer to each other. (laughs) Drew that. Yeah. and. Oh, I mean, I can hear the algorithms going to sleep again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Posting <laughs> oh, pictures of their squid. cat. Yes, it's great, but it's not going to go viral and it's not going to cause a war in, e- in Egypt, you know. So, uh, and it's interesting. But, but I think we need more self-awareness that we're being dragged into, because torches and pitchforks. I mean, we're all tribal yeah. creatures that this stuff is in our DNA. We woke up not expecting to be coddled in a crib and um, play with a mobile and eat pre-chewed food from Gerber and have a soft, easy life our whole life. We woke <laughs> up expecting to have predators coming to attack us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and our parents, you know, standing by this cave with spears to defend against whoever the enemy is. So it's sort of built into our DNA. I think that, Who's the enemy? And if someone says, "That's him right there. Go get him," or "He's trying to take your pitchfork away," or "You know, he's trying to take your torch away," um, then you react. In a, <coughs> it's a self-preservation thing. But yeah, it's, it, that's it's just sort of the noise of the times right now. I've, I I laugh because, in some ways, I'm really grateful that I don't have any responsibility. <laughs> I don't have to fix anything for anybody, Um, except Lisa. You know, if the TV's not working, major crisis. You're the man. You're the man. So uh, it's interesting. Um, I guess I would – I think (coughs) you're really going to like the clip we're going to play because he speaks about this, and this clip is – 10, 15, 18 years old. Uh, Louis Black is going to talk about this. And then we have Steve Miller. Which one should we play uh, first? The Steve Miller is really quick. And then maybe we'll do the Louis Black afterwards. What do you think? Sure. Joe? Sounds good. Okay. This first clip, uh, is it going to be in stereo? Let's ask Dave. Dave? It's not going to be in stereo, is it? It will not be in stereo. All right. We're going to... Steve Miller next week. There you go. There you go. Steve okay. Miller's been held over. <laughs> He's been held over. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're trying to find uh, old clips. And um, back in those days, the internet was really small. And, you you know, a dial-up, CompuServe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they we do that. <laughs> and so we would, make, yeah, we would make all the files really small and blurry okay. because it was video and you were watching it on your Zoom. Uh, all right, so we're going to just go to Louis Black's classic uh, Bob Rivers show, Bob, Spike, and Joe uh, clip, an interview with the incredible uh, comedian who came off of Broadway and popularized The Rant. And he talks really a lot about what you're thinking, Spike.
2: Nice,
0: beautiful purple jacket. It's exactly.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I... It's the only reason I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it to remind myself that there are that... There's the parts of the eye that need to be stimulated.
0: <laughs> just, I'm so, Thank you. I'm, I'm just so stunned by it.
3: Now uh, it, it, you know it's, yeah. we, it's summer. You know it's kind of coming on. You know back east was it's and back east is no better because it's 90 degrees and 100 percent humidity. So you know what am I talking about? Yeah. yeah. If I was there, I'd be whining.
0: All right. Well, you're, uh, <laughs> if you were on Earth, I believe you'd be one. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> you once uh, described it's so round. Yeah, you once described yourself, uh, your humor as being on the Titanic every single day and being the only person who knows what's about to happen. Yeah, because you can see, you can see the the, the silliness around you.
3: Well, I, I mean, it, it's just pretty. They make it. It's become more obvious in my lifetime. I mean, you used to have to kind of. Now the fact that everybody doesn't, you know, how you pick up a paper in the morning and not look at it and just start laughing, how how I still have a job is beyond me. The paper really does the job. <laughs> they do it for you. All <laughs> I do is say it aloud.
0: Right? What is actually going on, not, yeah. not the way they say it.
3: Yeah, I mean, i basically I'm uh, the way the other way to describe it is is I'm somebody who wakes up every morning. I'm an optimist, and I really am. And I wake up every morning thinking it's going to be great. And by eleven o'clock, I know I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you, uh, you are you're a very kind person. You, in fact, are you, you're kind of. Did you say you're a socialist? Like it's almost a dirty word, but you say oh, yeah. you're no, for people. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah, I am. But but what, what, you know, but I say it, and then I go, let's not talk about it because nobody's interested. It doesn't exist anymore. So it's like being in a party that's not there. Because nobody not,
0: can be that. Nobody can say that. It's almost like a four-letter word.
3: It, yeah. it is. I mean, you know, they, got, they went from socialist to, you know, and then they put it together with liberal, and it doesn't necessarily have to go with liberal. Uh, you know, people, you know, they don't, nobody gets it. It's the other countries, there's a, there is actually conservative socialists who are fiscally conservative mm-hmm. and believe in socialism. It's possible to do but it's it's not even worth discuss it's just irritating <laughs> you know it's like you say oh you know and and plus a lot of the people who are socialists who people that in the course of when i was younger and they were around and they actually existed and breathed um were not people you really enjoyed hanging out with <laughs> they were not really i mean because there's that long you know, and, 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 and long, long. It's like being on a co-op board. Socialism. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it really is. So, I mean, a and, so
0: a socialist conservative would be okay with gays marrying as long as they didn't, as long as they kept their financial affairs in order. Exactly. Yeah. As long as they shared. As long as they shared everything. <laughs> and, and
1: didn't bring a big dog into their unit. You know. Yeah. You're yeah, right. It's like a
3: co-op. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm, uh, but really, I mean, I, I've always thought, you know, it's like. It, it, we're in this swing that we go through every, I don't know how many years, but there's, we're, it's, this country's always about, is it what's more important, the individual or the collective? Can't say that word either. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. The, about the individual or the group. Um, and uh, now we're back to the individual is really what's important, and right. that's now, the
0: thing. Why can't it be a little bit of both, right? Well, that's why, what it it it's a, yeah. well, that's why
3: we have a, yeah. a government of checks and balances, but that's completely out the window
1: now. We, no, we have a, a government of balance checks and imbalances right now. <laughs> <laughs> have, it, it, I have become so politically um, not motivated but uh, it, uh, obsessed. In the last couple of years, because I have two daughters, and I want my daughters are both poorly raised and prone to make bad decisions. <laughs> I, I, and I, I'm, I'm fighting for my daughter's right to have a Plan B. Not by name, not co. You know, I'm not copyright infringing here. You know, and there's and, and there's people who want to just tell my daughter how to. Live with her mistakes and look at them as a blessing, a gift from God. Who says?
3: Who who does that?
1: Who tells them that?
3: (laughs) Who Who tells them that? Seriously.
1: Well, you know, people who run on, and I don't want to get too political either, but people who run on the right and say, "Hey, you know what? If if you if you don't do what I believe, you're attacking my religion."
3: Oh yeah, How that's, the well, that yeah, well, that's yeah. Lewis, Aren't you aware you
1: know. of the fact there's a war on women going on? I'm armed right now. <laughs>
3: I, I know. <laughs> there, no, I, I know that. But it, both side, But it's funny because that's the presentation. Everything. Both sides say the same thing. Yeah. the the right would say that. Uh, you know that, uh, like today in New York, the you know Bloomberg came out with the fact that no big, no more selling jumbo soda. Sixteen right. ounce soda, limit right,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But one for each hand, three if you got them. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, but, but, I mean, but so no, that, which is kind of. But, but no of a, limit on milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because no, no, it's or the or soda al- lobby <laughs> didn't pay him. Yeah. Like yeah.
3: yeah, or alcohol. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. then there would be a war. <laughs> you have
1: a forty ounce beer, but a twelve ounce soda. Love this <laughs> country. You're right. <laughs>
0: So, uh, all right, you have this play. We got to mm. talk about the play a little yeah. bit. One slight hitch. Now, I know enough about you. Uh, I am a fan, of course. I love your stand up, it's, it's incredible. And I know that you're, you're still doing it. We'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, this play, and since I know that, I, I don't want to say it this way, but you, you were a playwright, but it's very hard to make a living. And then you became this incredible stand up comedian with all of this clout. Uh, and I, do you, you don't feel like you lowered yourself to be a stand-up comedian? Do you? Or, no, no, because you, you're the best at it, right? No, no, I never felt that. I always thought it was just
3: a form of theater, and you couldn't find a better actor. You <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> and you're up there by yourself. You know. No, do it like this. <laughs> yeah. But
0: but you have written lots of plays, and this yeah. one that you're opening in Seattle now. Yeah. When did you write it? I wrote it 30 years ago. 30 years ago, and thought it was going to be
3: um, to give me an idea of what what playwriting is like. I mean, I, th- I thought it was it was option for Broadway for seven years. I thought this was going to be my way into a teaching job. So I could teach and you know I could teach theater, which is really what I was setting out to do. So I could teach theater in my plays. Which is, uh, you know, and, and really to me, I mean, because playwriting is not a b- way to make a living. It's, I mean, most most of my friends who are, I've kept friends who continue to write plays, but they all write for television or film.
0: And there are artistic uh, professions, by the way, like jazz or playwriting, where yeah. if you can be the best in the world, and you're not going to make uh, star money, like you're not going to be like Rebecca Flack uh, Black, mm-hmm. who has a Friday, right, a song, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you wrote this thirty years ago. Tell them about what an option is, because an option, when someone oh, yeah. picks up your option, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm signed with somebody, it's going to be on Broadway, what happened? Well, an option, is like if you have an option, if somebody
3: options your book for a film, it's, you might get $25, 50 100 you might get a chunk, a big chunk of change. Right. The option you played for Broadway when they optioned, it was
0: $2,500 for okay. a year. Which at, the meant, ti- at the time, thirty years ago, that's a-
3: it was, it was, it was in, for me. It was a windfall because I wouldn't have to do my other job, which was crack whore.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was before crack was invented. That <laughs> <I> was before,
3: <laughs> <it> was before <laughs> he thought of stand-up <laughs> comedy. <laughs> Better
2: as a job than a hobby. I'll
4: tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so they optioned it. Yeah, I'm, we don't want to have an incident. Here. <laughs> no, okay. that's
3: funny. <laughs> uh, he, uh, they optioned it, and then they optioned it again, and then someone else optioned it, and it, it went around people because everybody thought it was. I mean, it was basically. They thought it was good. They thought it was a pretty good play. It was a comedy, and it was a romantic comedy, and it had at the time it was it was a unit set, which was what it which is cheap to build, seven characters, cheap to do at the time, and. Uh, but it never, it,
0: it never broke through. It never. So it, in a way, it's like a farm subsidy. They're paying you not to grow your play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's
1: weird. When <Well>, you <laughs> said it was optioned and then optioned and then optioned. Were they all optioning it with you or did A option it to B and B option it to C? Oh, you no. See?
3: You each year you would option it again. You know, you I, I would, would okay. I would, okay. my agent would, would option it to Got someone it. else and, uh,
0: uh, you know. So they would continue to pay you not to have your dream come true.
3: Well, you know, I mean, they were—they really wanted it to come true. I mean, they would try to get it right. done at regional okay. theaters, hey, but no one would pick. How come? Uh, well, I—I uh, uh, I don't really. I think it was a. Part of it was is the, the the women who we... I mean, it was uh, Mary Tyler Moore read the play, Carol Burnett re- were approached with the play. Oh. Carol Burnett had done a movie called The Wedding by Robert Altman. This is such a sad... How pathetic a story is this? Carol, Altman, uh, Carol did this uh, uh, wedding movie with Robert Altman, and it was a horrible experience, and it didn't do well. She didn't want to be in another wedding play. Mary Tyler Moore, who was the right age at the time, didn't think she was the right age and didn't want to play a mother. And it kind of just spun through. It was if it So there was almost. Thing, I
0: mean, it could have happened. If I it said. wasn't
3: one thing, it was another. It was sent to England and all of the, the, the basically came back from England with uh, this is a sitcom and we don't want to do a sitcom. And so wherever it was, another theater, which in Atlanta, where it was a big regional theater, much like hmm. ACT, said that uh, who I'd given plays to and they'd never done, they'd done one, one act of mine. And I'd sent them a whole bunch of other one acts and they said that, uh, you know, this play was a sellout. And they said that I was selling out. Well, oh, that's, that's that's the goal, goal right? yeah, yeah. yeah just, I said if it was this just something <laughs> that will make a lot of money. Yeah, and they They the like sold out.
4: They don't
2: so, so is the goal here at the Act for the month run to get a great review and to tweak it and to get it on to Broadway next?
3: It was done uh, over the summer, over last summer, at a place called the Williams Theater Festival, and and then Act really had wanted to do it for a while, and I said not until it was. At this point, they had actually had the copy that I was working on before I went to Williamstown and were ready to go. And then I did a rewrite at Williamstown. I'm gonna, I've done a rewrite here, and then um, it goes into New Jersey in a small theater, in a, in a, in a, a little theater uh, in outside of New York, and then we see what
0: happens. Seattle is a launch market for plays like this. It really is. Because, as you can see, it's depressing to look outside. Let's go inside (laughs) and do anything. I know. And and haven't we launched a bunch of successful... Million
2: Dollar Quartet, which is a Tony-winning production, started at the Village Theater in Issaquah's first run ever. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Uh, We launched Hairspray. We launched Young Frankenstein. If it weren't for us, Shrek never would have got on Broadway. That's a pity. You're (laughs) welcome. But that
0: was the other thing I wanted to ask you about, by the way, while he mentions that. So many of what people go to see on Broadway seems just like regurgitated movies they saw when they were kids. Uh, is that, I mean, do you oppose that or is, is that lazy? Is it a instant it's box whatever, office? You know, I mean, part yeah. of it is is
3: whatever gets people into the seats at this point. It's right. a theater person, um, which is the fruitiest thing I will say this morning. <laughs> as, a, as someone who works in the theater, you, you want, you know, I, I wish that people would go to see you other things. But Serious really, dramas written that but, but, are
0: original scripts. And, yeah, yeah. But, yeah,
3: but that doesn't work anymore, and uh, it works only for a small part of the population, and with what they're charging, you know, somebody wants to be sure, and you know, yeah, yeah. of what's going on, because, I mean, we, we're like a, you know, we, we're a tourist, it's a tourist town, so you really kind of want, you know, but the, but then you got, you know, but you, you, you know, you're in the midst of that, you, because of all that stuff, that came through you've got the book of mormon which is takes what what it is we do and spins it around and sticks it right back in their face and people go and love it and
2: line up and like crazy the book of mormon's coming here next year and people are already oh yeah they're already clamoring up. yeah clamoring for
0: tickets i noticed that your stand-up this year is south dakota north dakota and montana are you hiding from new york yeah no time? i'm Yeah, i am I'm, I'm really
3: looking to uh, I'm I'm looking for my survivalist group. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Deadwood, South oil Dakota, field. the oil field tour, man.
3: Deadwood, it's I'm playing Deadwood. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing Deadwood August second for those of you vacationing out there, and uh, and I, I have ninety five tickets sold in a room that sells seventeen hundred. All right, <laughs> it's,
0: it's only a day and a half drive. We're on our way. Yeah, we'll bring them. Um, do you actually like Aruba?
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was. Uh, I like it because they, you know, they actually let me be their spokesman. Nobody allows that. That's so, Really, I have to like the country in return. I mean, because I was their spokesman (laughs) for two years. You cast
2: the check. You got (laughs) to like the place. I do. I mean,
3: you know, I, 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 you know, I have to say I stood there. I got, I got it one day when I'm standing there because I did like 15 ads in four days. And, uh, for them and, uh. I'm standing on this beach and I'm literally looking up and down and you look for miles and it's just this pristine white beach and it's, it really is kind of stunning. And then you know, um, so in that sense, you know, I said, "Wow, this is why people would come here." But the problem is, is, I'm not really interested in the beach.
0: Because You've only been there the one time when you did the spot, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone back. Did you do an open mic night while you were there, just to blow? <laughs> <out>? <laughs> but you know, the
3: problem is, is when I look at the ocean, all I see is an ear infection. <laughs> I had
0: a friend who went
2: there and said it was paradise. He brought me back a T-shirt said "Grab a Heine in Aruba." It was it was a Heineken T-shirt, yes, but, yes. but he said I think it, he got that. Yeah. So it is a great place it was to a go. Gay
3: marriage shirt, wasn't it? It is. I mean, it's in there, you know, and it's got, pro- you know, and it's a Dutch island, so there's prostitution. It's unbelievable. Oh.
0: You uh, earned a master's in fine arts at the Yale School of Drama in 1977. Yeah, I grew up in New Haven. What a dump, huh? It's a total <laughs> dump, not it? Really? Did you grow up there? I no. could have gone either yeah, way with yeah. that, by the way. But yeah. yes, it is also. Well, it, it was a weird city. I mean, there were war protests. It was actually at one time. Uh, a very activist city oh yeah i know it was historic.
3: Yeah. i was up there during that time yeah, and uh, I was close too. friends at school there.
0: I marched with people from Yale. They had the best dope. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as well, they should, being the privileged. <laughs> That's right. Um, did you? Uh, did you? Uh, so, New Haven. What did you do? I mean, it is a dumpy city. I have Well, to it
3: was that. by '77. It had kind of reverted to what it was before the the late '60s. You know, I mean, it had been an open campus. It was kind of like more involved with the community when I, at that time you're talking about. And then by '77, it was back to being, you know, this armed camp in the midst of, uh, you know, a truly depressed neighborhood. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is was...
0: depressed. Uh, best pizza in the world, though, which I'm sure you. Yes, sent. best yeah. pizza, and
3: they and there used to be a place called Gags, which had a uh, phenomenal submarine sandwich. There As a go. matter of fact, you would j- gag on it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was either a comedy club or God. a sub shop. What and and Louis' Luncheonette.
0: And Louis, oh Louis, supposedly
3: oh. the home of, of where the hamburger was first made.
0: Did you, while you were there, develop, uh, you know, a lot of your social uh, uh, thoughts and uh, activism? And that was like... where I began to skin pop. Um, no, I, it is. Uh... <laughs>
3: is, that, is that like I no, pop? No, no, pop? No, 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 no. It's just that's... a simple form of yeah, heroin yeah, induction. A, that's oh, for the, rather for, than <laughs> shove the full amateur heroin <laughs> addict. Oh, I did, there, I've never yeah. done that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Now you know.
0: There you go, Bob. That's it must been depressing was. not getting those plays sold. Yes,
3: it was. It was, uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I was there. I was there five years. I stayed on, and uh, um, no, and I wrote a bunch of stuff while I was there.
0: You know. Before we go and we have a, a couple minutes 2 3 minutes let's talk about one slight hitch give me a little bit of the, I read this plot summary but give it to me in your words as much as you'd okay. like Okay the
3: the the, the, the 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 interesting thing about this play is if my name wasn't on the play nobody'd know that I wrote it nobody would say would would guess that I possibly wrote this thing it's so there's me. nobody in the play that's like you there's that, nobody like yeah, me okay. I'm not in the play um I didn't write it for me. My uh, it's a it's a, basically it's a it's a farce and a, it, and, and a romantic comedy, and it's uh, if I had to say it it's um, it's a it's a I'm mean, gonna this is shameless shilling and it's but it's true and if if you come to the show and I'm wrong. Um, I'll, will give you your tickets back, but if you, you if
0: you f- happen to be there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm there,
3: you, I'm there through the, I'm there, I'm staying through the 15th. You so, are? Yeah, I am. I'm going to stay through opening night and the night after to make sure they don't screw it up the next night. And then, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you could take, it's a, it's a woman's play that a guy will enjoy. That is absolutely true. So you could actually take your, your wife or your girlfriend and enjoy it. And, in, and it's weird that it's a woman's play. I mean, that's really weird, but it took me 30-some-odd years to realize that.
0: So it's a woman's wedding
3: day. Yeah, and her ex-boyfriend shows up. Oh. and But he doesn't know it's the wedding. So oh. he has no idea. He's shown up totally by accident because he's kind of a the slacker and a stoner, and he just kind of stumbled there because he was hitchhiking. So he stumbles onto this wedding day and that's really what, and then and then it's just chaos.
2: Sounds a little like Mamma Mia without having to put up with all the ABBA music,
3: you yeah, see it? Yeah, it's better than <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that. Mo- that's the most heinous comparison I've ever had. It's well, uh, the
2: only <laughs> silly, <laughs> silly wedding day play I've seen lately, wow. but <laughs> I love to go to theater. And yeah. I'll, I'll uh, tell you, Later, too, yeah. when uh, uh, Young Frankenstein started here, you know, Mel Brooks was there opening night and I had the honors sitting right next to him. and uh, I think he's... Uh, are, you, are you? Well, I up? just want to say that, you know, I watched Mr. Brooks and he laughed like he'd never seen this thing before, yeah. uh, even though he wrote it some yeah. years ago. And, uh, you know, I think I was like his good luck charm because that thing went on to, you know, Big things. So, Joe's
3: asking if you have a date for opening night. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. lucky. I'm a lucky.
3: lucky. He puts a you little put t- on t- the right Mama t- Me address. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can get you free
0: ticks. Right. I think we'd all like to be there June 8th through July 8th at Act Theater in Seattle. Lewis Black, always great to talk to you. First time in person. Thanks no, it was for- nice. It was nice. Thanks for having me. Come Thanks down. for coming by the show. Oh, your pleasure. If you need to do any shameless shilling over the next month, we could. Continue talking. Well,
3: we, I was certainly probably will. I probably will need help. In, uh, I'll, I'll need to do some uh, help for uh, for the for the uh, Deadwood show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you <laughs> got Bismarck right after that. Yeah,
2: well, Bismarck, Bismarck we
3: do well. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: all right, last things before we go. The video of Amelia Tallon playing against Seth is now posted at BobRivers.com. Okay, that's all you need there. Let's pull that out. Remove. Okay. Uh, what a blessing to have an incredible, uh, conversation with that guy and unearth that, um, just, uh, what a genius. Uh, did the play go on to do anything? I hate to Google afterwards and see, was it, I don't don't know. I honestly don't know. you can Google it. Of course, (laughs) since we don't know, that's not a great sign, but, uh, the man is a, a wonderful man and just, uh, so easygoing that we could all joke with him. So classic moment. If you have a video classic moment in in history of the show and you'd like us to play it, feel free to send it to us. And uh, well, this this concludes this farewell tour. It's not a farewell tour. Um I am
1: stop saying that. I was again, amazed that I'm still I'm still complaining about the same things I was 10 years
0: ago. Isn't that, funny? Uh, isn't that great? Yes, but but funny, funny is the key, lighthearted. Yeah. Making jokes, not taking ourselves too seriously. Maybe the algorithms hadn't quite got to us then.
1: Yeah, we weren't put we weren't put at war against each other. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: And the best that, part of what we got to do, I think, we were so much that that was good. But to all the I, there's hard to name a comedian we didn't have on at some point. And if you can make a comedian sincerely laugh, that's the best pay ever. You know, it's and a great uh, feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, Jody when she did the, you know, crack her. It's better to. Uh, better hot, uh, a job, <laughs> better than, a job than a hobby. <laughs> yeah, that, that's explosively funny stuff, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, uh, All right. That was before very we go
0: uh, quickly, uh, Joe is wearing the Chaos W flies shirt, and it's a bit of incredible nostalgia. A few of you have texted that you noticed it back in the day at FM one hundred before we, you know, digital digitized it to ninety nine point nine. Kiw had a softball team that played. With rock stars, against rock stars, so many famous <clears> people <throat> came through the KISW Flies, and they just had a reunion. Joe, what was that like for you?
2: It was yesterday, and it was great. And Spike was there, too. Uh, I got up in the morning, and it was, I mean, dumping rain. And it's like, oh, man, the last thing I really want to do is go to Lower Woodlawn Park, where we used to play and and sit in the rain and wait for somebody to take our picture. But uh, we got there. I got there, and I was... A little later than some and it was it was it was hard to i mean kisw in the early 90s for anybody who's listened to us for a while it was more to say who wasn't there than who was there was <clears throat> it was most of the air staff was there and, and it just brought back so many good memories that i mean i feel like i have a great life and i i've and right now i think it's just a wonderful part of it but if you want to talk about the good old days or you want to talk about, you know, uh, back in the day, those early nineties times when we were first exploring our, our finding out about each other, doing uh, really crazy stuff on the radio, having uh, Seattle be the center of the musical universe, you know, and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and heart and all this, just, just hanging around and being around it. It brought back those memories and, and, just driving into Seattle, there's so much just graffiti and garbage. And, you know, I don't want to make this sound negative, but, man, it was fun living in Seattle in the early 90s, being downtown, Joe, because I lived downtown, and and, and being able to walk around. And, you know, back then, people did overdose and kill themselves with drugs, but they had to work really hard to do it. I mean, nowadays, you know, one, one errant pill, And you're dead. I mean, yeah,
0: I was going to say graffiti, garbage and overdoses.
2: That's our. That's yeah.
0: That's where we're at right now. There's two
2: people a day that die in King County of a drug overdose. Two people a day uh, do the math. That that's insane to me, but the actual memories that came back and and what it really brought back to me. And is just that obviously we were a, a tribe of people that cared a lot about each other because there was, I mean, Dan Wilkie and John Ballard mm. and Kathy Faulkner and all the people that we worked with 30 years ago. And there were obviously notable people that couldn't be there. You, you live, you know, too, too far, far away. To yeah. Too much, stuff. Too much going just, on. Yeah. You know, it's take, but yeah. it was great to see rock <clears throat> Brad cash and big Dave are, you know, and the one thing, speaking of profanity, they wanted everybody to give the finger uh, for a picture, and I looked at the picture, and I noticed me and Big Dave are the only two that aren't. I'm a teacher, and he's a minister. It's like, <laughs> me, you know, doing this. Figure. Yeah, we're giving the peace time. Yeah. All right, but, uh, All right.
0: But, well, uh, congratulations was, on that great time. And uh, thank you guys for this uh, get-together. We'll do one every couple of weeks. If you're interested, just go... Uh, Well, go to BobRivers.com or BobRivers.blog and and sign up so that you'll get notified. All of our shows are available on demand on our YouTube channel. Click, like, subscribe, fondle, whatever it is you do with those buttons. That would be awesome. And uh, it's good to see you guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, Uh, There's a message there. Is that true? Are you coming on tomorrow? Not tomorrow. I believe in a week. I've been asked to come on your show and be a guest. Does Jack think it's tomorrow?
1: Jack said it was tomorrow at 1 o'clock, so...
2: John Walker <laughs> says Wednesday at, uh, from noon to 3, so is it... Well, Wednesday let's, is... Let's, uh, okay. Wednesday's the day after, but we'll, let's,
1: we'll figure it's it out. It's very funny we'll
0: because um, I, I, we can do it a, a Wednesday. I actually have a... Uh, well, Let's do this. Uh, off I, I'm meeting with the makers here. of a drug like Ozempic. No, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> it. But I've been invited, and I'm I'm absolutely blessed and honored to do that. I've, I've actually felt that I should stay out of your way because you know I remember um, you know retired radio guys. We would always have them on our show, and, and you know it would be it would be great, and they would talk about their rehab centers, and it was fun. And I just <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs>
1: Man, nah, man, you're all. I don't know welcome. if I have anything wait, to wait,
0: contribute, but you, you guys will. are doing whenever so good. We,
1: thanks. Whenever, whenever okay. we can make it time, you're welcome right. to be there. And I
2: love that you're noon to three because I, I just had a brainstorm. I teach classes uh, from one to three. You could teach my sixth and seventh period just by doing your show. I'll just turn yes. you on and I'll say, "Okay, so awesome. students, listen to Mike's <laughs> show and uh, give us a, a reflection." They can be like your uh, focus group, and I can. I'd love take, that. Take the time off.
0: For Downtown Joe, Spike Atola and myself, Bob Rivers, thank you much for being here. (laughs) Be good. Have a great week.